Hello and welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. Well, Taylor, I hear that uh, that things are rough up there in New York. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a got old uh, old uh, Omicron just just coming in for the holidays, like a, like an unwanted weird uncle. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I have seen that on TikTok. You know, I lo- uh, there are a lot of reasons, not one reason, a lot of reasons. I mean, mainly like scientifically, you all live a lot closer together up sure. there than in than in like here, other places. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also one one factor I've seen blamed a lot on TikTok is a uh, a uh, SantaCon. <laughs> this, this makes perfect sense, honestly. I don't. I I was unfamiliar. All I saw were all these people waiting in very long lines for COVID tests, saying, "Well, I went to SantaCon and now I think I have Omicron." Um, and I was like, "SantaCon? Sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry." At, which in my head is a convention where you dress as santa and maybe there are booths with like santa related products or things that you can look at huh you meet the santa the santa there will be panels of various santa associated figures i mean i'm i'm picturing a con Mm -hmm. but something very wholesome like for 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 holiday enthusiasts perhaps yeah like all the people who play santa in malls across america like come together at santa con to like trade secrets and like here's what i like to do to make it less weird that kids are sitting on my lap or whatever you know that that, that sounds nice it's not that though uh okay santa con is not that (laughs) um santa con actually like we did an episode over on meet about it but like santa con the origin of it goes back to like a danish activist group that like dressed as santa and took over a department store and handed out gifts to like people on the street so it has like cool origins and then like some people in San Francisco saw that and thought that was cool and started doing charitable events dressed as Santa. But some synthesis when it got to New York happened where it just became this like drunken bar crawl of like frat boys dressed as Santa and they start super mm. early in the day and they're, they're gross and there's just like just crying elves and street <laughs> by noon. It's nothing about it. The, uh, m- bars have have like joined together to try to ban Santas on SantaCon, like all throughout the city. Like how is in it a several con? boroughs. How is it's it a not. con? I mean, there's not like you don't like go to a convention center. It's just you all meet up <laughs> and drink dressed in, in holiday gear. And they're like, we're charitable roots at the beginning. I'm sure that uh, believers would say there still are. But as somebody that's had to work in bars that have been hit by santa con i guess that's the only way to describe it. it's it's just rude drunk like it's everything that's bad about saint patty's day in new york but somehow even worse because everybody's dressed as santa claus so you can't like you're like that's the guy that puked on the bar the guy dressed as santa oh man i don't know the santa with his beard no there's there's five that have puke in their beard i don't know just get them all out no more santas are, is there a fear if you have like okay so you're one of the bars that has a strict no Santa policy on SantaCon on SantaCon to keep out you know everybody who's just gonna be a drunken Santa is there a fear that you will accidentally bar the real Santa from coming in no thereby ending up on the naughty list it's before his day yeah 
You don't know what Santa... I mean, Santa's got a big job up ahead of him. Maybe he needs a day off ahead of time. Some me time. Self-care. In New York. In New York. <laughs> at a bar. To just, like, have a drink. Chill out. Take a little bit of time before he goes back to... I mean, he's not making the toys. He's supervising. Yeah, but he's not going to be out in, like, his Santa Reds. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, you know, they got to be fresh and clean. Also, <laughs> I, I would like to apply, like, Buffy logic to, to Santa Con. You know how, like, all the... All the monsters stay home on Halloween. Uh-huh. Like I think SantaCon is the day that Santa's like, no, 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 I will not be confused <laughs> with them. <laughs> well, because you gotta, you gotta think that during Christmas season in general is a good time for Santa to just go out fully Santaed, because there's lots of like, you know, fakey Santas I wandering think- around, and so you can like. You would assume if I saw a guy walking around in a Santa suit in July, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Santa. But if I see a guy walking around in a Santa suit in December, it's like, well, he's on his way to work at whatever department store. You know, he's just being Santa. That doesn't apply in New York City. If you see a guy in June dressed as Santa, you're like, oh, okay, He's going to (laughs) go like offer fifteen dollar hugs in Times Square to children. It's fine. I think if Santa was going to hit up any place in New York, I do have full confidence it would be the Big Applebee's. And he'd get those big drinks. Uh, Yeah. That sounds like a Santa place. Right? Yeah. I mean, he's he's Santa. He's wholesome. He's going to go somewhere that has cookies. He's not going to be going to a bunch of dive bars. Like, you know, he's got more class than that. Does, Does Applebee's have cookies? Applebee's has cookies. I'm they sure they Applebee's. do. Either Applebee's or the Olive Garden. <laughs> if he's feeling fancy. <laughs> the Olive Garden. Why does Santa go to Olive Garden? I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy that would just enjoy like a nice meal breadstick? at the Olive Garden. A breadstick. <laughs> like yeah. Endless breadsticks. Endless breadsticks. <laughs> do they do that at Olive Garden or is that just Fazoli's? No, Olive Garden keeps bringing you the breadsticks, right? I don't know. I, I haven't, haven't been to an Olive Garden. I haven't been so to an Olive Garden or a Fazoli's in so long. I don't know anymore. Um, um, do you do you think scientifically they renamed this variant to the Omicron variant? Oh my god! Oh, wow. Dad would be You're so proud. That. Oh. You're that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it, there's there's nothing funny about anybody getting uh, anybody any uh, Omicron, but at the same time, the fact that the fact that this happened at at SantaCon minted the Omicron variant. I, I <laughs> just makes sense. It makes sense. Well, and I should say, yeah. like, I I'm joking about SantaCon. Obviously, Omicron is from a lot of other. I don't want to just blame SantaCon. <laughs> no, no, it was <laughs> yeah. We had the anime convention a couple weeks ago. That's where it originated. It's just. I think I think that was sort of a super super spreader event there. Yeah, it seems. I don't know. I have not done any research on that. That's just what it reading the reports seems like. But it was. I mean, it was so contagious. It doesn't matter. Like it, it you could have not had the convention, and it's just that contagious. I mean that that's what I like. It, I feel like a lot of people that I know that have gotten it recently have just been living their normal lives. They haven't done anything out of the ordinary. But, you know, they've gone to the grocery store. They, you know, might go out to dinner. The stuff that everybody is kind of slowly allowed back into their life. And it's like, nah, that, no, they, they they got the Omicron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, well, I think you make a really good point, though, that you shouldn't tie it to like, oh, if you got it, you must be doing something really dangerous. Yeah. Like, yeah. We're kind of past that now. 
I mean, you may have been. You may have gone to SantaCon, but also you could have just been living your life. Yeah, no, I don't, I'm not. I'm not judging anyone that went to SantaCon specifically related to the Omicron event. I'm judging people that went to SantaCon because it's SantaCon. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Any year, don't get it twisted. Um, I got, I don't Speaking have. Speaking of Santa, sure, there you go. Mm-hmm. And Christmas, yes. I have a favorite holiday tradition. I'm so excited for this. And it is discussing the newest bad Christmas movie on Netflix. Now you say bad. We ran out of Christmas <laughs> princes, so we've switched to the princess switches for the past few years. And this year we were gifted with a third installment of Vanessa Hudgens featuring Vanessa Hudgens with guest star Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> I, I love these movies. I love. I mean, I'm not being ironic. Did you? Can I'm, I? I'm post irony. <laughs> I can't. I can't be ironic anymore. Actually, I lived through the '90s, so there's no more irony left in me. I just love this movie. I've been thinking about this since I watched it uh, yesterday, and I just need to ask before we get too into the plot, which we will. Did you cry or tear up at this movie? Maybe a little. You did. Okay. Maybe okay. A okay. I the, assumed as much. I the um. I mean, we're going to spoil the whole, whole movie, so they're just saying that now. The The romance part didn't make me tear up, necessarily. The mom. The mom. Mm-hmm. The re- reuniting with her mom, that made me tear up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we should... Let me let me rewind just a little I bit. I don't even know how to... If I you want to try to untangle yeah. the plot... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Princess Switch 1. Vanessa Hudgens is a baker in, from Chicago. Vanessa mm-hmm. Hudgens is also... About to be the queen of Montanaro. Of Montanaro. No, she's the princess of, princess Montanaro, of Montanaro who's about to marry the prince of Belgravia. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then Vanessa Baker Vanessa Hudgens goes to one of those Belgravia. countries for a baking competition. She sees other Vanessa Hudgens. They realize they look just alike. They switch places. They switch places, of course, because princess wants a normal life. And mm-hmm. Baker Vanessa Hudgens is like, I want to be a princess. Um, Baker Vanessa Hudgens falls in love with the prince. Mm-hmm. And secret princess Vanessa Hudgens falls in love with the... Sm- Baker Bud. Ba- Baker Bud. <laughs> yeah. um, they both fall in love. They get married to yes. each other. Not all four of them. Just the first, two. The- first, Baker Vanessa Hudgens, Stacy, gets married to the prince yeah. of Belgravia, becoming the princess of Belgravia. Eventually yes. king and queen of Belgravia. Queen, yeah, I guess. Yeah, eventually she's queen. Yeah. I don't know. And then in the next installment is when our princess of Montanaro becomes queen of Montanaro and eventually marries Baker, Baker Bud, Bud, whose name I cannot remember now. I don't remember his um, name. The second one, there's a third <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens who's evil and has blonde hair. <laughs> she's the cousin. Oh, my God. She's the cousin <laughs> of Margaret, queen of Montanaro. Margaret. And Margaret's all like refined, fancy. Not, none of these nationalities, by the way, are real. They're all just sort of vaguely. It's v- just Vanessa's European way British-ish. of distinguishing her three voices. Yes, that there. But the but this cousin is more like, like the wild Duchess cousin who spent all of her inheritance on trips to. I don't know Other wherever wherever royalty goes. Aldovia. Yeah, know. I don't know. <laughs> um, but then she steals something and pretends to be one of them, and she like, tries kidnaps to, one of them. She and, tries to like she. It's a coup. She tries to yeah, overthrow yeah. her cousin and take the throne 
of Montanaro. <laughs> I mean, it's a big deal. Like she kidnaps, she kidnaps Stacy. Yeah, and then takes the play. I don't even know how all that works. Anyway, she tries to overthrow the government and gets community service at a she convent. Gets thousands of hours of community service to be served at a convent. At a convent slash orphanage. <laughs> so this is we're finally getting into the third movie. <laughs> into the third movie. We open with um, <laughs> it is a it's a big holiday celebration that Stacy and Margaret are, are having. Yeah, they're co-hosting, and as part of the big celebration, the Pope has said, <laughs> I said the, Pope the Vatican, Vatican the Vatican has allowed them to use the Star of Peace. Is that what it's called? Yes. The Star of Peace. The Vatican has gifted Which them. Which was the Star owned of peace. by Saint Nicholas himself. <laughs> this is a big yes. fancy treetop. <laughs> That Saint Nicholas, famous for his giant tree toppers, Saint Nicholas. <laughs> yes, uh, and that is the centerpiece of this mm-hmm. big joint celebration. Mm-hmm. The Vatican, the Star of Peace. Yeah, the Pope sent it, but then he of sent course, a cardinal to watch it. Yeah, uh, but then of course it gets stolen. Yes. So the rest to, of the movie is a heist movie where they use the like they enlist the help of. Uh, wacky cousin Vanessa Hudgens mm-hmm. to steal it back. They break yes. her out of and her jail. and her ex boyfriend. Yes, yeah. <laughs> they have to get her out of jail. They've got to get her ex boyfriend, who convent. also used to be involved in unscrupulous things. Who's very dreamy. Who's very dreamy, and they're they're going to work together to and her and her squad. Mm-hmm. They show up. I love those. And they're going to steal back the Star of Peace from the guy who stole it. Who is also one of her ex-boyfriends, and that seduction is part of it. Like yeah. she's got to seduce him to like distract him while they're doing their like Mission Impossible style heist. Yeah, and then of course they all have to pretend to be one another at some point. Yeah. Oh, that's yes, of course. I have to say that uh, despite how convoluted this plot, it it, it sounds that way because it is. It is. It is. Um, Vanessa Hudgens having to play different versions of herself, but then also having to play like this version of herself pretending to be another version of herself. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Our dad watched it and said she deserved an Academy Award. (laughs) (laughs) Like he meant that? I think he was also post irony. I think he also (laughs) meant it. Um, no, I I loved this movie. I loved how uh, it, every time it was like, we can't go there. That's too bizarre. They were like, yeah, F it. Who cares? Let's go there. Let's do it. I loved it. Um, I loved it. I really, I will say there is a moment where there's, what is her name? Which one? The blonde one. Uh, um, mm, oh, we not should know Victoria. this. Not Vanessa. I want to call her Why Penny because that's she's Pembroke, but Pembroke, um, Fiona, Fiona. Thank you, yeah. Fiona. Like they're all three being Fiona. There is actual Fiona who's in. She's heisting because she's really good at doing flips and stuff. So and she's sneaking through. Well, yeah, lasers. she's sneaking through lasers and flipping around. And then there's Stacy from Chicago who's being Fiona at her <laughs> at, at her, her hearing uh, at her hearing to see if she's. Yeah, (laughs) to see if she's going to get out early on good behavior. And so she's pretending to be this that Fiona. And then there's also 
Margaret, the Fiona, Fia, who's pretending to be Fiona, she's the queen one. She's all proper, and she's seducing the, the ex-boyfriend who stole the star, who stole it to like, you know, distract him. And she is being different as the actual Fiona. When she's Margaret pretending to be Fiona, she's a different Fiona. And when she is Stacy pretending to be Fiona, she's still a different Fiona. I that's amazing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying it's talent. Like okay. that's talent. It's yeah. I'm, I'm I am there's, impressed. There's a show called Orphan Black that you should watch. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I would also contend that V Hudge uh, has a whole calendar year every year to prepare for this. Um, yes. So you know, She's I'm got, just saying I'm impressed. Got some time. Um, I I, do, I would like. To, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I say I, I. You mentioned her standing in as Fiona at her own trial, and the fact the fact that it's played off as a laugh that she tries to get her trial extended because they just don't get along, or her sentence extended because they just don't get along. Yeah, it's wild. That is that is yeah. really wild. It the whole thing is wild. She's sentenced to work at this convent slash orphanage. Don't, you don't get sentenced to community service like that. But but no. the, where <laughs> it is set though, like the location they've chosen is yes. this island like snowy island that's only accessible by a single bridge just out in the middle of nowhere this compound it looks nightmarish as like a weird kind of prison okay it's an orphanage too <laughs> exactly yes. this exactly thank you that was exactly what i thought like why is this snowy desolate hellscape why is that <laughs> why do we have to make an orphanage there this is so sad like i know we're trying to punish fiona but we this prisoners is prisoners of the crown and orphans here <laughs> this well, is awful is it wasn't there a plot point in one of the other movies where one of the vanessas wanted to spend christmas with the orphanage or was supposed to spend christmas with the orphans or something uh, <laughs> and that's why yes there yes. because like that was her Stacey, charity. Stacy wanted to be more involved with the orphans because <laughs> yeah, okay. like the other the royal family had always just sort of shown up and been like here's some presents goodbye and then like washed themselves quickly because like oh, yeah. oh, there's poor people there and she's like this is terrible we need to get in there and get to know these kids and like make a difference yeah and then the prince was like you're right I love you I gotta say, I think that prince is my least favorite character. Like, all the other relationships, it's like there's some sort of, like, interesting little dynamic. Like, you know, like, Queen Margaret and mm -hmm. Baker Bud. I cannot for the life of me remember his name. But, like, he's so, you know, typical, like, just a regular old guy from Chicago. And she's so prim and proper. And they have a cute little dynamic with his daughter. And then Fiona and Dreamy Thief Boy... They have oh, man. all the history and all the background. Well, and he's a really good actor and he's hot. And yeah. like that, like I buy the whole like everything that's going on between them. I'm in like yeah. this is this is sizzling. But Stacy and Prince Fancy, but I don't know what <laughs> his name is. Like blonde Benedict Cumberbatch. I don't know. Yeah, he's just he's nothing. Now careful. <laughs> oh, don't say anything about Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know we were on sacred ground here. Sorry. Just with Sydney. I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I would like to note, uh, all of this thought has to go into stealing this star back. There are three Fionas all at once. Mm -hmm. And there's like laser dancing and tangoing. And yes. All sorts of stuff. When this guy, who apparently is like a professional, like bad guy, like well known for stealing things that aren't his. The, the, the rich guy. guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, hotel yeah, hotel guy. Hotel guy who steals things. Yeah. Uh, all he did to steal it was um, break the glass surrounding it, just kind of smash it and grab it. Yeah. The <laughs> I thought, I wondered about that too because, and I mean, again, like not, it, none of this is supposed to be set in reality because these countries are fake and all that, but like... They do there is say Chicago, though. <laughs> well, they do say Chicago is a real, and that is a real place. And then they do say the Vatican. So, like, I assume we're talking and about the, the Pope, the actual Pope Vatican, like in real world. And the, and they sent this, and they sent their guards, which I thought were supposed to be like some of the best guards in history, right? Like, mm-hmm. aren't they some of the most highly trained? Like, I would imagine. I thought that was part of the thing. And they're there. Like, mm-hmm. they, they they are there with the star. Like, they unload it. They're in their fancy costumes, but I thought, like, part of the thing about these guards is, like, I know they're dressed very colorfully, but watch out. Yeah. They'll get you. But they don't. I mean, like, that's they just broke the glass and took the star. Yeah. Well, they drugged everybody. They, they released something through the air vents oh, that made yeah. everybody pass out. Yeah. That's right. That was, I forgot that, that about that. That's true. That's so, true. Well, I guess it doesn't matter how deadly you are. I that, keep thinking about that. Just that just shows what a what a wild bad guy he is because he just gassed everybody and walked in and smashed the glass. He was probably wearing a nice suit when he did it. He's good too. I will say, like actor wise, like I was he he unsettled me. Yeah. I found him unsettling, and I think he's supposed to be. So I feel like they've had more money as this series has gone on, and I feel like that they have improved, like, they keep adding people to the cast. I said the exact same thing. Who are, like, better, and, like, the the quality of the movie felt better to me. Okay, but they didn't, Data- they didn't add another Vanessa Hudgens, which I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> They've added one every movie. I was so disappointed. I was waiting. I was like, where is my fourth? What Justin and I wanted is for it to just be Vanessa Hudgens. Every role. No, like, she just shows up, and she's oh. like... As herself. And they're like, well, we have a special celebrity guest for our big celebration of the Star of Peace or whatever that the Pope gave us. It's Vanessa Hudgens. And everybody's like, oh my gosh, it's Vanessa Hudgens. And then she comes in as herself. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted. <laughs> um, I agree. I was disappointed. There were only three. Um, there's so much more to talk about before... Uh, um, I don't, there's so much more to talk about. I don't know where I'm going with that. Anyway, but before we do that, let's check the group message. So, just like Cooper wrote her to do list on her leg today, mm-hmm. um, we've all got a lot going on. We've all got long to do lists. <laughs> she did. She had plans to jump on dad and do her makeup. A lot mm-hmm. to do. Um, and I know for me, one thing I always have to worry about as a college student who has no skills. Um, in the cooking realm and feeding myself realm. Mm-hmm. One of those things I have to worry about is also getting food for myself. Um, and that is why DoorDash is usually always on my to-do list that I write on my legs. Because DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now to your door. Uh, and ordering is easy. You open the app, you choose what you want to eat, your food will be left safely outside your door with a new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Which I would like to say, as someone who is very introverted, with social anxiety that is the best feature to come out of uh this entire year and a half and i hope it stays around forever that they will just leave it politely right at my door i yell thank you as they're getting in the car and i grab it and that is the extent of the interaction and they send you a little message to say like you your message. food's here and they take a picture and they take a picture they take where a picture. they left it. like there's your food yep <laughs> i always get there just in time to just oh as you're getting in the car thank you 
Thank you for your uh, kindness and your service. Um, and many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. So you can open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. So you don't just have to, you know, order from like a like a pizza place like back in the day when that was all you could get delivered right to your door. Now any of your favorite local restaurants support those those local businesses. But you can get pizza too. You, you, They're you probably also, on there too. Yes, yeah. you also can get pizza. Um, but yeah, all of it, all of it through DoorDash. So Tay, if our listeners want to check out DoorDash, what should they do? Well, right now our listeners can get five dollars off their first order of fifteen dollars or more, and zero delivery fees for their first month when you download the DoorDash app and enter code Buffering. That's five dollars off your first order and zero delivery fees for a month when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code Buffering. Don't forget that's code Buffering for five dollars off your first order with DoorDash. So uh, it, it is a very busy time of year. And if you're like my daughter, Cooper, then you write your to-do list down your leg with um, washable Crayola marker. And then you got to hide that because you're going to go out and do all the things on your to-do list. And what better to hide that to-do list that you've written on your shin than beta brand dress pants, yoga pants. Mm. <laughs> They're the perfect pants to wear this time of year because you're going from one thing to the next. You're trying to get maybe to work to uh, get-togethers, to see family, to finish out your shopping for the holidays. Whatever you've got going on, Beta Brand Dress Paint Yoga Pants are the perfect, um, I was going to say accessory, but they're not an accessory, they're a staple. They're the, yeah. they're the foundation of your outfit. They look great, they feel great, because they are dress pants, but they're designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants with their wrinkle-resistant stretch-knit fabric. They feel great. You won't feel like you're wearing fancy dress pants. You'll feel like you're wearing your favorite uh, loungewear. But they're not loungewear. They're dress pants. Um, they have so many different styles to choose from. Straight leg, skinny, joggers, a lot of different colors and patterns. I always go with the classic black because, like I said, they're a great foundation for any sort of outfit I'm wearing. I can dress it up or down as much as I want. Um, but they also have things like stri- stripes or houndstooth, whatever, whatever you like to wear so taylor if our listeners want to check out beta brand dress pant yoga pants what should they do well right now our listeners can get 30 percent off their beta brand orders when you go to betabrand.com slash buffering that's b-e-t-a-b-r-a-n-d.com slash buffering for 30 percent off your first order for a limited time and when you use our special url you're supporting our show too find out why people are ditching typical work pants for beta brands dress pant yoga pants at betabrand.com slash buffering for 30 percent off um i thought it was amusing that I also noted that I think they keep getting more money to make these movies. And mm-hmm. our dad made the same observation, but his reasoning was because in the very opening scene, they have a lot of extras. <laughs> mm. He said, the, like, the, you know, before they just had like a handful of people. Look how many people they have there now. There's like 200 people there. <laughs> I also wonder how much of that has to do with when they shot yes. various <laughs> things. <Yeah. laughs> there are a lot of TV shows and movies that have startlingly few people in scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, for a while uh but yeah no i agree too i and i see it's funny because like it's the same actress with all three leading men so to speak yeah and so it's it's weird to compare chemistry between couples because then you start to like am i comparing vanessa hudgens chemistry with each of these people you know what i mean yeah but you do like the first prince guy from the original their thing is sort of like she knows about life, like sports teams and baking, baking and just things that people do. And he's like, I don't know about anything but royalty. I mean, like, really, like that's sort of their interaction. That's, yeah, <laughs> she does. He doesn't even know like idioms. 
Like she uses a colloquial phrase and he's like, I don't, I don't understand. Does it have to do with crown jewels? That's she, about it. Yeah. She decides to bake right in the kitchen instead mm-hmm. of having them bake for her. And he's like, I don't, I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we had a kitchen. <laughs> what is this white stuff? Flour, you say? I mean, that's really like, that's sort of their thing is like, isn't it funny? He doesn't, he doesn't know about anything in life and yeah. she does. And then with uh, Baker guy, what? they share that spontaneous thing. That's their thing. Yeah. They both like to do things <laughs> spontaneously. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, pretend you're a Baker lady instead of the queen of Montanaro. Right. Sp- spontaneity. That's their thing. And then with uh, uh, Kevin. Kevin. Thank you. And then with heist guy. Yes. They have this long, beautiful history of being friends at boarding school whose parents abandoned them there for the holidays. <laughs> when they were very, very small. When they were very little. And they had to have a very sad candlelight dinner. <laughs> Just the two of them in a giant lunchroom. I don't know. In Hogwarts. (laughs) Just the two of them in Hogwarts alone (laughs) eating a candlelit dinner. Yeah. When they are children. Is is Vanessa like a producer on these movies? How much of the point is just like Vanessa Hudgens gets to smooch three different attractive men in character? Because she does. There's that that scene where they're all kissing like it cuts to each of them. And I'm like, it's funny because it's just it's just Vanessa Hudgens. (laughs) And she she also makes out with a bad guy. Yeah, the, hotel the, guy. The ho- right, yeah, bad right. bad hotel man. That's right. That was a good, like, I'm not I'm not going to do a fourth character, but I need a a fourth man to make out with. I I thought a lot about. <laughs> there are several scenes where it's like all three of the couples, I guess, like the three Vanessas and then their mm-hmm. their respective boys. Um, can you imagine filming those? It's just those three guys, just with various like body doubles. Because mm-hmm. I noticed in the credits, mm. there's a different double for each version of Vanessa Hudgens. So, like, you've got the various body doubles, like, switching in and out. And then you just got Vanessa Hudgens popping back in to refilm the scene every time wearing a different costume, doing a different voice. Just with those three same guys just standing there for the whole thing. <laughs> that has to take a long time, though. I mean, think about it. They have to film stuff like that. Probably, like, film the whole thing once with every... Yeah. Vanessa Hudgens version. She's got to right? change wardrobe entirely. That's that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you got to think they've been doing this kind of thing since like Parent Trap technology. Yeah. So like you know. But I think <laughs> now it's even more. I feel like we're testing how many pe- how many people one person can play with this format. Yeah. That's why there wasn't a fourth. They're like we can we can have a very deep crowd scene with a lot of extras, or we can have one more Vanessa Hudgens. But we can't have both. <laughs> and like, well, okay, well, fine. <laughs> Well, fine. I I uh, demand that they do another of these movies and add another Vanessa Hudgens. I demand. I need that. I need that next year. Did you notice the credits were just the first three names were just Vanessa Hudgens, Vanessa Hudgens, Vanessa Hudgens for each of the three characters? Love it. I think it's, it's so great. I, I really like, I, I enjoyed the heist. It was wild. Like, okay, think about that. I want to make a Christmas movie, but I want it to be different. Well, you know, you're going to have a romance in there. How different can it be? I know, but I don't want it to be your usual Christmas romance movie. Well, we got the royalty thing. Yeah, Hallmark's all over that. They've got the royalty thing. Mm-hmm. Well, hmm. What other... What about a heist? How many other Christmas heist movies are there? 
Um, is Home Alone a heist? Well, or is it just a crime? It's a robbery. <laughs> I don't know if it's a heist. <laughs> but you know what? I, I do think it's different. Although I, there are certainly things you could compare because, like the the intricate traps laid by the child <laughs> <laughs> for the adults in order to to attempt to murder them. Um, that that is similar to sort of the setup of a good heist movie. You know that that kind of intricacy and like mm-hmm. planning out and all that. But it's different. It, I mean, like, it's similar, though. Yeah. But I do think it's fundamentally different from a what you think of as a heist movie. Because a heist movie isn't just something gets stolen. Like, if the whole movie was just, if the only theft in the movie was the initial theft, that's not a heist movie. They just broke in. They drugged everybody. They stole the Pope star. And yeah. they left. That's not a heist movie. <laughs> the end is a heist movie because you see, like, they have to go, they have to do all this planning and they set up, like, a fake one in their own castle so that they can practice. That's of course, a heist right. You've got to hack into the video feed yeah. to gotta replace hack. the security footage with, yes. uh, you know, a fake security footage. Mm-hmm. You have to have scenes of the security guards who are sort of, like, not really paying attention. They're kind of like, you know, they've gotten bored with it. They mm-hmm. know nothing's going to go wrong, so they're not paying attention too well. And then the moment where they go, oh, no, oh, no, and, like, spill their coffee or yeah. spit out their donut or whatever the usual thing is. I, there's always... I think they might literally do that. I think they do. I don't know how real heist technology works, but there's always the moment in a movie when you replace the video feed with a repeat feed that there's a glitch. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I ever worked security, I would not remove my eyes from that camera because I know what it means now. <laughs> if there's a glitch... If your camera just buzzes for a minute, a heist has taken place, and that is fake video feed. <laughs> I, I think the best part, though, is when it's still a fake looped video feed, uh-huh. so it looks like everything is as it should be, but then the alarm for the entire castle building, whatever they're in, starts going off, Yeah, and they're watching the video feed where everything is fine, but actively listening to the big alarm going off. And they have a whole moment where they're like, should we? Um, oh, well, it went off. It's I'm fine. sure it's fine. It was the vibrations from the music. I'm sure it was fine. And that's it. That's the whole thing. That's it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know how people haven't caught on by now. Unless they have. Unless, because, I mean, okay, let's say that that security guard is totally underpaid. And he works for... Um, hotel guy. Ho- mean hotel guy. Yeah. And he's a jerk. And so, like... Maybe he's thinking, I know this is another feed. Mm-hmm. I know that this is a heist and that they have hacked our feed and that I'm watching a loop. I know that. Mm-hmm. They don't know I know that. I don't care. Take the Pope star back. <laughs> what do I care? I mean, that's, you know, it's <laughs> a good argument for raising, raising wages, I think. I think so, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe if mean hotel guys ra- wa- raised wages, heists wouldn't happen to them. No. I was I was way too invested in in I don't know what Marie Antoinette champagne waitress woman who got fired off Christmas. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I didn't know what happened with her story. And then the bunny yeah. fired her on Christmas for not knowing where the nice champagne is. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was unfortunate because they were just using that to show like how mean mean hotel guy is. Yeah, like he's so mean. Um. And you mentioned it very briefly when we got started, but the most emotionally um, heartfelt moment of this movie mm-hmm. is is when Fiona, the mean one, mm-hmm. mean Vanessa, well, kind of evil Vanessa Edgens, 
reformed yeah. evil reformed yes yeah. she tried um, to uh, she tried to take to the coup. throne of montanaro and then she felt bad about it after she had to mop some floors at a desolate orphanage slash convent <laughs> yes um so when we learn about her being at the boarding school with dreamy thief boy we know that she was left there over the holidays because her mom was like i got some fancy trips to go on i got a flight to catch you're gonna stay here mm. um so she has never i guess been very close with her mom and hasn't talked to her in a very long time because of all that um and then fancy uh thief boy tricks her into seeing her mom for the first time well, in a very long time he, he tricks her into seeing her mom by by secondary heisting <laughs> he does another heist he does a solo heist he does a heist within he a does, heist. He does his own heist. It's a love yeah. heist. What was, the, what, was the, what was the plan there? I'm gonna steal these international jewels to to make you meet your mom. That's yeah. what he said. He said I had to get your attention. Okay. Well, you did. <laughs> you stole from the Vatican. <laughs> That's one way. That, uh, yeah. Um, that was I. But like I did. I yeah. thought that moment was nice. I well, thought it was. I mean, because yeah, the mom owns. Like I was a terrible mother. And I feel terrible and I just I want I don't want to lose more time. Can you forgive me? And I know they kind of hit you over the head with it, but I did. There was something like meaningful about the moment where she tries to leave the boarding school without forgiving her mom and her her crew. Her friends are in the convertible in the snow Mm -hmm. telling her (laughs) we got a flight to catch. And she's like, oh, wait. That's what my mom always did. My mm-hmm. mom always had a flight to catch. Cats in the cradle and the sill. <laughs> Precisely. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she runs around very dramatic, turns around very dramatically, runs mm-hmm. back in, hugs her mother. Forgiveness. I, I thought it was lovely. Yeah. It, I knew it, that would make yeah, you cry. It did make me cry. It did. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was genuinely nice. And I thought um, in a movie that's kind of corny, a genuinely cool moment to me that struck me was after they do the heist, uh, mean hotel guy walks in to find that his star is missing and he knows immediately that it was this other ex-boyfriend yeah. that he is aware of that Fiona had this other ex-boyfriend that he thinks is, you know, a loser or whatever. Yeah. And he has left his business card there. Like, d- no, just let's be clear. I took it. I want you it to know me. it was me and I am not afraid of you and you can come at me. I took it. Yeah. I thought that was a genuine, like I, I genuinely was like, what? <laughs> Whoa, this is awesome. I also like, I like that, that. <laughs> they remove any possibility of hotel guy trying to get the star back when one of his security guards or one of his people or whatever is like, Oh, you mean call the police? And he's like, well, obviously not. Like I did steal this from no. from the Vatican first, so like I don't, I can't report it as missing. It was not mine to begin with. I did like that. It's like, well, that ends there. Yeah, but like, given the given the history of these movies, is like the next one going to be a redemption story for Hotel Guy, where he meets another version of Vanessa Hutchins? <laughs> that is the only way this could go. Because they do have the the little the little guest spot of Simon from. Uh, mm, from they do. Christmas, Christmas Prince, Prince, right? Uh-huh. That's yeah. what that was. Uh huh. So yeah. that's true. You know, he, he got his redemption story. I do like that about these movies that we just continually redeem. Like they're not so bad. Somebody, they're not so bad. Give them a movie. It's a Christmas tradition. Some member of our family tries to overthrow the government, and then next year they fall in love. That's how it works. <laughs> and we forgive them. <laughs> 
also that that was part of the reason Fiona got just this community service, as it were, um, and not like thrown in prison is because her cousin, who is queen, was like, I don't want her to go to jail. I feel bad. I feel bad about it. She had a rough life. Like, I just want her to do community service. But then, like, the queen can't just say, you know what? Actually, she's done. I'm the queen. Mm-hmm. Like, I was wondering what the form of government was where the the nun at the convent was more afraid of this parole board than she was the queen. That nun was afraid of doing time. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah. The, surely the queen could be like, actually, I did. I was responsible yeah. for this. So, no, you're not going to put the nun in jail. <laughs> no, no, that was clearly on the table. <laughs> I don't know why nobody said like, well, but I think the freaking queen could probably get you out of it. I think that orphanage convent is probably also the jail, right? Like they don't make that, <laughs> they don't make that explicitly clear, but like it's probably also the jail. Why do orphans go to jail? <laughs> I'm not saying they go to jail. I'm just saying it's like an all in one. It's an all in one. <laughs> like this they only have one country. They only have one big scary stone building out in the middle of nowhere. And it has to be the setting for the sad orphanage, uh-huh. the uh, lonely convent, uh-huh. and the scary prison. But that's not true because there is a second one. Because wherever security guy lives, he lives in a weird old desolate building. But then they, mm. the way that they design the interior, where it's like, but it's techie, so it's a castle, yeah. but yeah. it's full of tech. Like, <laughs> that was weird. And the, the boarding uh, school. The boarding yeah, school was also a weird, desolate building out in the middle of nowhere. Like, I'm sending my child to boarding school no, in no... Like, I want them to have, like, no way of getting... Anywhere. It's like a haunted boarding school. It looks yeah. like a place where, like, haunted things will happen. Yeah. <laughs> where did they shoot all of this? <laughs> that was I the don't know. same building, just from three different angles. I feel yeah. probably <laughs> It was. We're like, where are all these buildings? It's like, it's the same building. <laughs> I also appreciate that the ground is always covered in at least like a foot of snow. Mm-hmm. No. And they're driving around in that convertible constantly. And there's always a storm. There's always a storm. Somebody always gets stuck somewhere because of a storm. What We always have to remove one of the guys. Yeah. One of the guys has to have to go somewhere because of a storm. This time Kevin had to go pick up his daughter because she got stuck in the airport trying to fly there. Yeah. And then, but that was just for the moment of him walking back in and finding three Fionas. Right. And that was good. Yeah. Yeah. He also sent his daughter to boarding school. But it's ballet boarding school, so that's fine. Oh, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) Ballerina boarding school. And she's a princess. Like, she's a princess at ballet board school. Ballet boarding school. I don't know. Rich people do things differently, I think. (laughs) This is what I've learned from these movies. (laughs) The the Um, one guy doesn't understand idioms because he's too rich. I... (laughs) I will say I appreciated that there were several jokes about a yodeler throughout the film and they felt the need to like they you know this was one of those Chekhov's guns like they talked about that yodeler and then they Mm -hmm. delivered on the yodeler yes at the end of the movie (laughs) they delivered on the yodeler and I liked it because it don't ever think you know where this is supposed to be set don't ever think like oh well obviously these countries are supposed to be this no you have no idea because the traditional yodeler has shown up at the end. Right. And like they have British accents. You will never know where this is supposed to be set. I how self-aware do you think these movies have become? 
because oh, I very. had a, I had a like a question of it after the first one. I'm like, did they? I maybe they genuinely thought like this is like a cute little switch up Christmas story. But by this one, it's like they know what they're doing. These right? movies know what they are. They know what they are. I mean, they've intentionally incorporated the canon of the Christmas Prince now into mm. this. Mm-hmm. Is the next one just like a ma- like a full mashup? I need an Avengers style movie. Of the- yeah, but, but I think they have to start. I'm. I don't under. Have we missed? Is there another franchise that launched this year? Because that's what they did with the the Christmas mm-hmm. or the Princess Switch, mm-hmm. right? They launched it mm-hmm. while the Christmas Prince was still happening. That's yeah. MCU yeah. style. So they should have launched another one this year and then kept going with that for three movies and then had them bring them all together. Mm. I think next year it's time to bring them together. Years. And I think w- the way you you do it is you have the original. Christmas Prince Princess, that one, mm-hmm. you know, who's now Queen of Aldovia. The one who wears the Chuck Taylors. The one who wears the Chuck Taylors. Yeah. She finds a double. Oh. oh. And then, of course, the hero that saves them all is Queen Emily from Christmas Prince. Right. The Christmas Prince's yes. little sister. Yes. Christmas Prince's little sister. And she teams up with Baker, Vanessa Hudgens. Baker, with Baker Bud's daughter Ooh. who's a princess at ballet boarding school and they get their favorite celebrity actual vanessa, vanessa hudgens, hudgens to come christmas prince switch which which switch <laughs> which switch christmas prince success is which what <laughs> that's there you go there's our pitch there's the title next christmas 2022 mm-hmm. thanks netflix yeah for the deal <laughs> hudgens 11 <laughs> I do want that. Like I just want. I that. do yeah, want that. I, I, need, I want that too. I need them to keep adding Hudgens because I need. Yeah, I, w- I wanted a redhead. On, I'm gonna be honest. I wanted a mm-hmm. redhead. Give us a redhead, Vanessa Hudgens. Give us a new one, and the, I, she's gonna need a new accent. She needs something different. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna need. We've got Chicago. We've got two variations of British. We need something. One's else. very deep. One's very prim proper. Mm-hmm. What we need something a little wackier. I don't know what it is. I'm not going to dictate that. You get That's to decide. That's up to be Hudge. Yeah. But Redhead Cockney Hudgens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's her name. <laughs> She's selling flowers and we want to make her prim and proper. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait a second. Hold on. Um, um, well, thank you all for watching this movie with me. Yes. It was delightful as always. I loved it. Thank you for... Can't wait to see it. what they have in store for us next year. Um, What's next, Sydney? I uh, the other thing I've I love this movie like genuinely no not lying at all love that movie, uh, and I also love another thing that came out this year another Christmas theme thing that I would like to talk about which is uh, Kelly Clarkson's new Christmas album When Christmas Comes Around, uh, and then generally I this is all I'm asking you all to listen to mm-hmm. is this is this new Christmas album. Um, but generally, I, I would like to talk about Kelly Clarkson because she holds the key to my heart. I didn't know this about you. Yeah. my No matter how emotionless and cold I have become, <laughs> I listen to a Kelly Clarkson song and I'm just I just turn into goo every time. Well, she can get me. All right. We'll round out 2021 with Kelly. I love Kelly Clarkson. All right. So that's next week. All right. But that's all you have to listen to is the Christmas stuff. I can do that. All right. Well, thank you both. Um, Thank you, Vanessa Hudgens, for (laughs) 
your Academy Award worthy performance. Sis. Sis. Of all of the princesses. And uh, thank you, listeners. You should check out Princess Switch 3 Romancing the Star. Yes. Yes. Oh, God, I cannot believe it. Princess Switch 3 Romancing the Star. (laughs) Starring Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens. The Pope's star, in case you were curious. Mm -hmm. The Pope's. But the Pope's not in it. There's a cardinal, but not a Pope. Um, you should go to MaximumFun.org and listen to all the great shows there. You can tweet at us at StillBuff. You can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org. And thank you to the novellas for our theme song, Baby Changed Mind. This has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I'm Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McRoy. And I'm Taylor Smurl. I am still buffering. And I am too. When do they get a cool theme song? That's all I got. I'll work on it next year. Yeah. This week on Maximum Fun's pro wrestling podcast, Tights and Fights, Austin Creed, best known as WWE's Xavier Woods, tells us why his fans find him so easy to love. So I, I think it's less me being good at it and more people wanting to be a part of something. And it's very easy to be a part of these things because I scr- constantly am screaming about what I'm interested in. Austin Creed on the perfect wrestling podcast, Tights and Fights. Find it on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.